Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Good morning at six in the morning, morning, huh, Pepe? It's like we're morning people, but we're not morning people. All right, this isn't what it looks like. Book series by Pseudonymous Bosch, book four, chapter 11. Okay, Peyton, this we left off and Max Ernest got the monocle. Okay, chapter 11, the man in the mirror, page 250. Joe the janitor was just starting his afternoon shift of the week when the short, spiky-haired boy flew past him and ran into the, into the poor girl's room, or what had been the poor girl's room. He found the boy staring at the empty bed. Where is she? What happened? asked the boy in a whisper. You didn't have to be psychic to tell what he was thinking. Don't worry. It's not quite as bad as that, says the janitor. They took her home is all. A spark of hope lit up. So did she wake up then? No, not that either, I'm afraid. The doctor thought it was time for her to be in her own bed. Not that they could do anything more for her. You mean they're just giving up, the boy asked indignantly? Well, they didn't put it like that. The boy slumped against the hospital door, color draining from his face. Do you need a second? The boy nodded. Tears in his eyes, he put his hands, hand on the sheet in which the girl had so recently been lying. Don't be so long, son. I've got the mop on the floor. I've got the mop, or I've got to mop the floor and get the room ready for the next customer. The janitor hesitated, trying to think. Oh, it says, don't be too long, not don't be long. Don't be too long, son. I've got to get the room ready for the next customer. The janitor hesitated, trying to think of something more reassuring to say. Then he gave up and left the boy alone. When, several minutes later, Max Ernest made himself stand up, he noticed that the monocle had rolled out of his jacket pocket onto the bed. Too late, he thought bitterly. I got the monocle too late. He picked up the monocle and found that he wanted nothing more than to throw, throw it at the mirror that hung against the sink. Years ago, he remembered that he'd forced himself to throw things, a magic wand, most notably in an attempt to express his anger. Now he had to restrain himself from shattering a hospital mirror into a thousand pieces. Pieces. Perhaps it was progress for short, or perhaps perhaps it was progress of sort. Rather than throwing the monocle, however, he peered into it, doing a brief survey of the room. When he came back to the mirror, he stopped cold. There was a man in the mirror, an old, not so old. It was hard to tell. Man, he had messy hair that stuck out in all directions, and a scruffy beard. Hmm. Oh, thought Max Ernest, just one more bite. Oh, nope, that's not. Did I miss a page? Yes, he had a scuffy beard and with a black and white color people described as salt and pepper. He looked slightly insane. Nervous, Max Ernest lowered the monocle and turned around, but there was nobody in the room. He looked into the monocle again. The man in the mirror was still there, as clear as day. But 
As mysterious as the man in the moon. Was it a ghost? Max Ernest couldn't help asking the questions. His skepticism about the supernatural, all of his logic and reason, it seemed to disappear in the face of the apparition. Whatever it was, was looking at Max Ernest in Max Ernest's direction, but seemed not to see him. His brow was furrowed, and he was looking frustrated, conflicted. He was muttering something to himself. Are you trying to tell me something? Max Ernest whispered, stepping closer. Do you have a message from Cass? The man didn't respond, just kept muttering. The mirror looked foggy around the edges, but when Max Ernest wiped it with his hand, the image didn't change. The fog was behind the mirror. I must be going crazy, Max Ernest thought. This is all in my head, it must be. He peered closer and saw that the man was hunched over a desk. Paper spilled out in front of him, covered with almost an unreadable scrawl. Max Ernest had the old, sen- the odd sensation that he knew the man. Something about the man's nose reminded Max Ernest of his father, and yet Max Ernest was certain he'd never seen him before. Could this be one of his ancestors, a great-grandfather, perhaps? Meanwhile, the man kept muttering. Something was troubling him. Straining, Max Ernest could barely make out the words, just one more, just one more, the man repeated over and over again. What? Just one more what? The man's hand inched towards a shiny object on his desk. A knife? A bar of gold? What all-important moment in history was Max Ernest witnessing through the monocle? Just one more, just one more. The man picked up the object. It was indeed a bar of gold. More specifically, a bar covered in gold foil and greedily unwrapped it. He grazed, he gazed at the bar as if it were his long-lost friend, then unable to resist it a second longer. Mmm. Oh, thought Max Ernest, just one more bite. Chocolate. A man eating chocolate. That was the moment that Max Ernest was watching in the mirror. He would have laughed had it had been a better, had he had been in a better mood, and had not taken the subject of chocolate so seriously himself. The man put the bar down and smiled contently, momentarily at peace, until, well, maybe just one more. And he picked the bar up again. Hmm. That's, what's the noise he's making, Max Ernest said. Hmm, hmm. The noise was very peculiar. Part hmm, part groan. Max Ernest found it irritating, and yet, at the same time, irritatingly familiar. It was like an itch he couldn't locate. Like a word that he couldn't remember, but it was on the top, the tip of his tongue. Suddenly, if somebody had tapped him on the shoulder, the man turned around and looked at him directly. You know, it wouldn't hurt to try talking once, he said. You mean to Cass? But when the man didn't respond, he just picked up a pen and started writing. When the image fogged over entirely, then the image fogged over entirely. When the fog cleared, the man in the mirror was gone, and his place max Ernest saw only himself frustrated and a little bit frightened max Ernest lowered the monocle and walked out to the hallway instinctively he headed back for the vending machine there was only one chocolate bar left and for a second he considered leaving it for later then he remembered there would be no later he had no reason to return to the hospital hmm. as he bit into the chocolate max Ernest had start a startling realization the reason he recognized the man and the noise the man had been making was it was the very noise that he, Max Ernest, made whenever he ate chocolate. 
He wasn't a ghost he'd been looking at them in at in the mirror. It wasn't his ancestors. It wasn't anybody from the past. The man in the mirror was his future self. Ooh, spooky, huh, Peyton? <laughs> Are you falling back asleep again? Yeah, she's shaking her head, but I think she is. Okay, see you next chapter.